It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. This new book is being very well received by doctors and anybody who works with teenagers, teenage boys in particular. It's written by Richie Sadler, a former soccer player and indeed soccer pundit on the telly, but also uh, an accredited psychotherapist uh, with specializing in adolescent development. The book is called Let's Talk and Richie Sadler joins me on The Opinion. And Richie, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. As a book aimed at teenage boys in specifically, why? Why did you want to do this? So as you said there, I work as a psychotherapist and the majority of my clients um, would be adolescents and their parents and majority of those clients would be male. Um, and I spent a few years teaching modules in mental fitness and sexual health in, in all boys schools around Dublin uh, pre-pandemic. And I just recognized there was a bit of a a need there or a little bit of a gap and I think most people who listen to this who have any teenagers in their life or who work with teenagers they don't need me to explain this bit but sometimes it's tricky to instigate or initiate conversations with young people about sex sometimes it's difficult as an adult to know what's appropriate to tell a young person how at what age you make yourself available to answer certain questions what's the right point where you step in and give them a little bit of guidance or a little bit of information and I think I don't think this is unique to Ireland but I think it's it's a feature of Irish life is sometimes we just generally struggle and we're kind of a little bit floundering when it comes to discussing mm. the topic of sex and when it comes to teenage sexuality we're really really reluctant to go near it so I think staying well away from teenagers on this topic or just letting them learn from themselves or learn from their mistakes or learn from watching porn, I, I, I don't think that's going to set them up well for, 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 for long-term positive results. So I figured something like this would just be an additional resource mm. for, for any adult who has the well-being of the young person, a young lad in their life, uh, as a priority to just maybe help out. Richie, you and I have something in common. Do you know what it is? <laughs> I'm sure we've many things in common. Go we for were it. both teenage boys once, and exactly, we were difficult little buggers in our time. We locked ourselves away from the world. We were distant by our very nature. We saw our parents as old people who hadn't a clue. I am sure they struggled to get through to us, just like you and I struggle to get through. I don't know if you've teenage boys, but you and I struggle to get through to, to our kids. It's a generational thing. Teenagers think that anybody over 25 is only waiting for the undertaker. And that makes it difficult to communicate with them. 
It does. Like a lot of people, when they try to discuss the world of teenagers today, they're trying to they kind of point out really obvious changes to the to the world and to the landscape of teenagers today. And there's lots of really clear ones we all know about. There's there's mobile phones, there's camera phones, there's online dating apps, there's online porn, there's social media. So there's loads of different elements of the world that they have to navigate that 15-year-old me and you didn't. But exactly like you said, there are certain things that is just just a part of being a teenager where you and it's a really like we can all look back at our own childhood with, with fond memories or remember the difficulties but in general the journey from being a child who's 11 or 12 to being an adult who's in their early mid 20s is tricky it's turbulent it's confusing it's challenging um you write your relationship with your parents at some point for both the parent and the young person you feel like it's a battleground you're, you're, you're ignoring each other, you're blanking each other, it's one word answers from the young person, you're, you know, you're not hanging out with each other, you're not ringing each other for long chats, it can just feel like there's a bit of a gap there. And I think that's particularly a feature around when people get to 15 or 16, but the key bit of that age group as well is that that's the bit where their sexuality is really starting yeah. to emerge and develop and they're starting to either have first experiences or they know people who are having experiences in this area or they're certainly curious or excited about the prospect of having experiences like that's that's what's meant to happen as part of normal healthy sexual development so we've got to help them out so just because it feels like a bit of a battleground or just because this topic is awkward to talk about, it still doesn't escape the fact that they're better off knowing certain things and being given reliable information and being kind of challenged as well about how they think and how they're going to behave. Mm. So the communications gap is the one that we need mm. to bridge. And I, I suppose with, 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 with our kids, Richie, you've been a reasonable success as a parent if you know in your heart that there's nothing your children can't bring to you or won't bring to you, nothing. That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, I think a, a lot of parents do have that in mind where they just would like to see themselves as approachable and seen by their son or daughter as someone who's available for open, non-judgmental conversations. Um, and that's that's a lovely idea. Also, though, if you put yourself back in the mind of 15 or 16 year old you like you did five minutes ago, you might not want your parents, your father, your mother, or even an uncle or aunt or whoever. You you might not see somebody in the adult world as as the person you want to approach, because yeah. like you said a moment ago, they can feel they're just a bit too too old or too close to home or they yeah. might be embarrassed or uncomfortable yeah. or shy about saying the thing that they think they should say. So it, it, all of those things, you've kind of just really appreciate where everyone's coming from and it's not to be judgmental of parents whose son won't speak to them or to be critical of a young person who chooses not to go to mum and dad or to be judgmental in any way about the fact that some people actually find this awkward because no adult in this country had a teenage experience of going to school where this stuff was talked about really normally and naturally and openly and as if this is a normal healthy part of your development like none of us have that background if we were brought up in this country so there's really understandable reasons why this whole area is a little bit oh. tricky. It's difficult to know when to step in and how. So it's kind of why I thought something like this might just help. So somebody could sit in their own in a room and read it and reread certain sections and hone in on certain chapters or pages. And they don't necessarily have to tell the adult in their life that that's the page that they needed to read. But at least they got to read it. 
And at some point in some way, maybe the book might help to open up a conversation in a, in a household that might not have happened otherwise. So do it's we, not a silver bullet. Like yeah. you won't get a book and I'm not claiming this book is going to do it, which will pre- prevent the people reading it from, from still acting like a 15 or 16 year old that says and does things that they will regret in their later life or they won't hurt other people. They won't get their heart broken. This isn't, that's not a realistic aim for a book like this or any other book like this. Yeah. But I think it's better just to, talk about this stuff and to broach it as if this is just part of your life it could go on to be a really meaningful healthy amazing part of your life but let's just talk about it yeah messing up is is part of life um, of course it is and and they're going to mess up i still mess up but messing up is is, is part of life and, and that's okay and we need to let them mess up so what do you do, Richie? Do you leave the book in the bedroom and say nothing about it? Do you just leave it in the bedroom or let them around for them to find it and hope that they'll read it for themselves? Or do you say, come here, I'm after buying this book. Would you be interested in that? What do you do? Do you know what? There will be some households, like I work with some young people, and the topic of sex is never mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's just never brought up. And if there's a scene on TV, everyone either switches the channel or just pretends it didn't happen and nobody talks about it. And it's just never discussed. And in a household like that, the young person living there is getting a pretty consistent message over time that sex is just something people shouldn't discuss. Because we never discuss it, so therefore you shouldn't. And I think in a household like that, it might be a bit idealistic of me to turn around and go, do you know what? Sit him down and say, listen, this is a really normal part of your life. I'm sure you have loads of questions. I'm sure you're really excited and curious about nudity and sexual imagery. And here you go. And I'm available for a follow-up chat. Those, those conversations are unlikely to happen in a household where sex is never discussed. But I think like what I did last week, I have a couple of 15-year-old nieces. Um, a colleague of mine who's a therapist, she was the one person I showed the book before I, I, I sent it to the publisher. Her initial response was, my God, I, I've, I've loads of teenage girl clients that I'm going to show this book to as well. Mm. Um, it's written for books and it's uh, for boys and with boys in mind. But um, I think an adult reading this or even a girl reading this will, will get an insight into the experience that me and you had like of being a teenage boy. And it'll be empowering for everyone. But the approach like you asked there do you you hand it to them do you just leave it lying around whatever works for you yeah like there there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach to this area because we all have our own relationship to to sex and relationships and sexuality and intimacy and our bodies and for lots and lots of understandable reasons some people will just be reluctant to have open conversations about this but young people will do better if they will make informed decisions if they have the right information. Some, pa- some parents better to help them out. Cheers. Some parents need a bit of a life lesson to Richie. I would suggest to the point that they'd like to think, they'd like to think that their fifteen and sixteen year olds are different, and that they're only interested in football, and and they're only interested in in their own hobbies, and they've no interest in sex and things like that. They have. They're just not telling you about it. Do you know what? It's, it's, it's I think, worth taking a step back. Like, the age of consent in this country is 17. So that's the age at which we deem somebody old enough to have enough about them to be able to make a decision on whether having sex is right for them. Like, so do we really expect a 15 and 16-year-old to be disengaged from the topic? Do we think like you wouldn't start thinking about it until 17? Like it's really normal and I'm going to keep using the word healthy. Mm-hmm. It's healthy for a 15 or 16 year old to be excited and curious about sex. 
it, it's meant to have happened. The process is meant to be underway at this stage. So if there's no interest whatsoever in it, you'd be curious to see, well, what, what's going on here? So we, I think, again, in this country, we widening out to Irish culture here, we can sometimes be very quick to judge people or be concerned about them or make critical or mocking comments about them if they give any kind of impression that they have a positive relationship with sex or they enjoy sex or they want to have sex or they talk openly about sex. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we just kind of shut down those conversations, don't we? we? We don't really, we don't know where those conversations are appropriate to have. But in the mind of a 15 or 16 year old, and this applies to girls too, like it, 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 it's meant to happen. The process is meant to be underway. Their bodies are preparing for it at the same time. and Exactly. Yeah, as well as their minds. Yeah, you talk a lot about consent and about porn because they're like, first of all, porn was never as as widespread as it is now. Mm. And consent, consent is a discussion that we're having now or we're trying to teach our youngsters to have. I don't know, did we ever have that conversation? That like, I don't remember any lengthy or meaningful conversations either at home or in school or with any other adult throughout my entire teenage years about I don't even even think I heard the word consent in relation to sexual behaviour I and maybe it's some medical forms over the years you know mm. you saw the word consent written and you had to sign something but it just wasn't a feature of my education when I was a teenager and I think that the, it's come into National conversations a lot over the last few years, unfortunately, on the back of really high profile cases where someone is alleged to have done something wrong in this area. So there's alleged victim and alleged bad guy. And then we all have a really heated conversation and everyone's worked up and everyone kind of takes sides and mm. no one kind of really listens to each other. And, and, and it kind of goes nowhere. And I think it's a much better backdrop to have conversations like consent, about consent with young people when people aren't worked up. When there isn't a court case being reported yes. in the media every day, yes. and then there isn't a, there isn't a poster boy of somebody who's bad, mm. uh, and uh, and I think consent is just again, it's just about you and your partner communicating with one another that what is happening between you is okay for you both. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's it. And so, that's a conversation. So we're kind of removed the provocative, emotive, yeah. legal language, and to fifteen and sixteen year olds, they get that. But in order to give them that message, you've got to be open to the notion that. Sexual behaviour is perfectly normal and healthy between partners who are of an age and sound enough to know what they're doing. All right. Listen, we'll leave it there for today, Richie. The book is called Let's Talk, published by Gill, written by Richie Sadler, aimed, as I said, at teenage boys, but teenage girls getting benefit from it also. 0818 96 96 96. I wonder, people listening with teenagers, have you had that discussion yet? Or, or will your kids come to you with those questions you'd like to think they will but as Richie said chances are they probably won't so you have to be there for them when they come Quartz 96 FM Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.